This podcast is brought to you by Bonus Room Productions and We Own This Town. I am Jason T. Mears Esquire. And I'm Kelly Hoyle Bullock. And we are San Dimas Today. How's it going, Kelly? JT, we got 13 days to go from the time we're recording this. The listeners oh, are listening to this. We've probably got, what, 10 days to go. So I, I, I can't even believe we're here, man. It's almost 30 years later since you and I walked out of the movie theater to see Bogus Journey. Um, we've been waiting for this ever since, right? We have. It, it's 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 nuts. I mean, I'm a, a still a little bitter that we didn't get it on 821 and that it got pushed back a week eventually. But you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy as can be. I'm thrilled. This movie's coming out. Nothing's going to stop it. Nothing can happen. It's all gravy. It, it, it's, it's actually happening. Nothing's going to stop us now. That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. Uh, it's impossible. It's in the bag, dude. We're going to see this movie. Can you imagine that? Can you even believe that the next episode that we release will be us talking about Bill and Ted face the music? I can't. I mean, like, Listen, we're not going to, barring some huge revelation or some major breakthrough, <laughs> our next episode after this one will be after the movie comes out. That's nuts. That is nuts. D- uh, you know, have I just jinxed the whole thing? You have. Are, or what is, we're not going to live to see it, are we? <laughs> I just figured it out. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? At, at, I'll have died as I lived, waiting for Face the Music to be released. <laughs> we'll be like the Moses of Bill and Ted fandom. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell. With the impending release of the movie, uh, they had a major announcement this past Friday. Uh, they announced the release of the soundtrack. They released the first single uh, and the video accompanying it. And uh, it's interesting, man. Um, I got to say, I don't know if it was exactly what I was expecting, which is fine. Uh, you know, let's talk about the, the lead-off single, right? It's Weezer. And yeah. what did you think when you when you saw that announcement? I had mixed emotions. One, because I feel like the dudes in Weezer are probably the target audience for Bill & Ted. Like, I, I feel like Rivers Cuomo grew up loving Bill & Ted just like we did, right? I mean, he's, he's kind of a, a music nerd. Right, right. He's a little older than us. And I was reading he would have been around the age of 18 in L.A. already uh, when when Excellent Adventure came out. Uh, so I was excited for that part. But then I thought Weezer really doesn't sound like Wild Stallions to me. You know, it doesn't. Not that every song on a soundtrack needs to sound like Wild Stallions. There can be different stuff on there for different scenes. Sure. But I was shocked what I, when I heard the song. I was like, OK, this is a Weezer song. But those guitar solos, man. They, yeah. they were right on. Yeah, they were epic harmony solos. Uh, you know, I, I thought it was totally done in, in the spirit of the movies. I, I actually really enjoyed it. I think I can probably speak for both of us saying that, you know, we love those first couple of Weezer albums, but a little ho-hum after that. They kind of, I feel like they're the kind of band that fell into a groove of having just one or two hits an album after that, right? And just, yeah. you know, I think we kind of moved on. But I do feel like, you know, the guys in, in Wild Stallions, Bill S. Preston and Ted Theodore Logan would be Weezer fans, I think. That that, that makes that. sense. I can see that. And there's, there is also the Kiss connection with Weezer. Uh, Weezer's stage show is really modeled after Kiss a lot. They don't wear the makeup, but they're huge fans of Kiss. And so I think you kind of have that 
relation, obviously directly from Bogus Journey. Um, mm -hmm. You have that there. So it, you know, after I kind of processed it and then after I didn't hate the song, I, I've, <laughs> I felt okay with it, you know? Yeah. And I, I gotta, I, I have to uh, just put a postscript on something you said. I, I think you completely nailed our relationship to Weezer, but I've got to say, I know a lot of folks whose um, opinions I really value when it comes to music and art. And some of those folks are still diehard Weezer fans. So they're, uh, you know, we're not knocking them. It's just not sure. for us necessarily, but I totally get why people are still into to Weezer. I mean, it's the same reason that you and I are still really into Cracker, right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know? camp and Camper Van Beethoven. <laughs> Absolutely. And Camper Van Beethoven. Um, yeah, so, so that was great. We also got the full track listing on the soundtrack. Yeah. Um, Weezer's on there, Cold War Kids. I got to say, the biggest surprise for me no Kid Cudi. Yeah. So it's Kid Cudi, but... Uh, Cudi, sorry. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, you know, looking at the Wikipedia page uh, that's been updated with all the info on the soundtrack, there's a line in there where uh, apparently Cudi announced that uh, one of his songs would be on the soundtrack, and it's not. It's not in the <laughs> listed, at least. Uh, maybe it'll be the secret track at the end. I, I don't know. Um, maybe. You know, I, I thought a lot about going back to one of our older episodes where we were kind of trying to predict what what the music would be on the soundtrack, and mm -hmm. you know, you know, we kind of missed the mark. I think both of you and I were kind of expecting maybe a little bit more of a eclectic uh, track listing, maybe having something to do with like the daughters and their music taste. I don't know, um, but it seems to kind of be pretty streamlined to modern metal, uh, modern hard rock not that far off from the first two soundtracks honestly if if if, if you were going to say hey let's let's redo bill and ted 30 years later and and put the same kind of bands on it's it kind of ended up that way i think the one other uh like non heavy metal thing on there is one of the wild stallion tracks uh features this guy christian scott mhm mm are you familiar with him no not okay he he is like this jazz virtuoso from new orleans Okay. And so he is featured on one of the Wild Stallion songs um, with animals as leaders, who I'm not familiar with at all. But uh, yeah, Christian Scott being involved is pretty cool. And I think that's going to lead into um, that final song of the film incorporating all these different musical elements. And I think he's like a perfect choice to get that put together so okay. I, i'm really excited about that so do you think that so that track's titled face the music do you yes. is, is that the song that saves the universe or is it the yes. next one because the title of the other one is pretty intense as well i will eat my hat if i'm not correct in this that last one track 13 uh-huh that is the song that they perform at uh deacon and missy's wedding okay I think it's it's like the last song on there. They threw it on there kind of as a joke, and that's going to be the throat singing and the theremin. Okay, okay, you're calling the shot. I like yep, it because the more you read the song title, that makes complete sense. So Yes, <laughs> that, um, that is the two of them trying to write the song, and it's just not. Uh, another thing that I thought was interesting is, is they announced that the bands on the soundtrack, uh, Big Black Delta, Mastodon, and Lamb of God are all going to be in the movie. Um, awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, that's great. I'm I'm certainly not very familiar with Big Black Delta, uh, and I know of Lamb of God, but Mastodon's probably the only one on here that I've I've dipped into the catalog a bit at some point or another. Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah, I mean, well, you're, this is way more in your wheelhouse than mine. I mean, I, I know very little uh, metal music. So not that I dislike it. It's just not something that I really listen to much of. So I, I'm pretty sure I've heard a Mastodon song, but I can't guarantee it. Uh, I know I've hold a, uh, heard a Cold War Kid song, and I know I've heard Weezer. So uh, <laughs> Song titles are pretty cool. Uh, so Mastodon has one called Rufus Lives, uh, which is oh. pretty nice. <laughs> yeah yeah uh fiddlar there were another one i noticed on there and they're they're actually i think a very cool band um that may not be you know straight metal or not as metal as as mastodon or lamb of god they're pretty heavy but uh you know all in all it, it looks cool i can't wait to see you know how how all of the stuff is used in the film obviously and then we'll probably feel completely different about it uh <laughs> afterwards so um, and in a good way, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> same, same. Yeah. So, so that's great. That soundtrack isn't getting released until the 28th, which, um, I guess kind of makes sense if your movie is so centered around music that you're not going to want to release the soundtrack before the movie because that could give away spoilers, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you I, do, you do exactly what they did here is you drop a single, uh, uh, the music video for the Weezer track I thought was pretty cool featuring footage yeah. in the film yeah. um, mm -hmm. and then you had a cameo by Alex and Keanu at the end where the whole thing was basically an addition to uh, open for Wild Stallions and right. pretty great uh, they were wearing some most excellent t-shirts by the way <laughs> they have excellent taste in t-shirts excellent taste in t-shirts yep. it's so funny that they are you know we have that picture of us wearing those t-shirts and then they came out and they're both wearing them and they're oriented just like we were in that, that, that synchronicity right there. Just, you know, yeah. made my day, made my day. And yeah, we, we definitely need to give a shout out to retro review. Uh, whoever the person is behind that, that's who created both of those t-shirts and Jason, it's amazing. Cause you bought those for us like a year ago and now, uh, now Alex and Keanu have them and hopefully this person is selling a ton of them now. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. It's really cool. It's really cool. I, I just love it to death. We we ordered ours through T Villain, so um, it was fair price. I think like each shirt was thirteen or fifteen bucks. So go to T Villain, get some awesome Bill and Ted shirts. Um, they're not paying us to say that. <laughs> yeah, uh, this person's on uh, Twitter is at Review Retro Game. If anyone wants to go there, so <laughs> yeah. All right, free advertising because we love Bill and Ted. <laughs> Yes, we do. And we love excellent Bill and Ted merchandise. <laughs> okay. Um, Kelly, you read an article this week in Parade, right? An interview with the two guys? Yep. Uh, pretty great interview on Parade. You know, it was, it, it's, it, was, it, was, uh, it was one of those where they posed a lot of like, you know, they're asking about what they're doing in quarantine to stay busy. It was a nice kind of peek into their personal lives. And they seemed somewhat open about talking about it. You know, Keanu talking about going on motorcycle rides with his artist girlfriend and some of the projects they're working on. And sounds like he's spending a lot of time working on uh, the next couple of John Wick movies, uh, as well as, uh, you know, whatever involvement he has with the script on Matrix 4. So oh, wow. he's staying busy. Uh, Alex has got kids. So you know what that's like. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Um. But there were some pretty great quotes in this thing. Um, they got towards the end of the interview. Uh, the interviewer was basically asking, you know, what's the larger message here? And, 
you know, that's where Keanu steps in and uh, does what he does best. And I love this quote here where he says, we are humans on a rock floating through space with a finite amount of time. So take that into account, how we treat ourselves, how we treat others, and we are all in this together. Be excellent to each other. I mean, that's just that just warms oh. warms the cockles, you know? Oh, man, that's so great. That's so great. <laughs> oh. He's got to be the world's biggest asshole, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, and another thing, uh, they were asked what their favorite comedies are other than Bill and Ted, and Keanu answers with being there. And then, of course, they launch into Don Zimmerman, you know, yep, having yep. edited the movie and having edited being there, obviously. So I uh, thought that was a great shout-out. Oh, that's perfect. That's great. <laughs> Love it. Oh, man, that's awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah. Oh, um, so got an update on the uh, San Dimas Today uh, watch party. Uh, it is happening, almost certainly happening, 99% happening at the uh, Stardust Drive-In Theater in Watertown, Tennessee, Friday night, the 28th. Um, it's going to be most excellent. We are going to be out there. Um, I'm going to have my daughter with me. Uh, she's never been to the drive-in before, so she's super thrilled. I'm I'm so excited for this. Uh, also, our our friend of the pod, Andy Vastag with Boss Construction, he's he's going to work on a uh, a poster for this thing. Uh, we're not really sure how much interactive stuff we're going to get to do. I think it's going to be a little bit closer to just hey, everybody show up, you know, say hey from a safe distance, and let's all watch the movie together. Um, you know, we we we'd love to do more stuff, but in these uh, most unprecedented times. Uh, you know, we still have to do things in the safest way possible. So, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm just thrilled that we're going to be able to see it in public with people, and we have a safe way to do it. That's that's just huge. Yeah. Um, I in trying to put this thing together, um, huge shout out to to Stardust for committing to this because it it is not as easy as one might think to to try and get a movie going. Um, I spoke to some other drive-ins around the area and it was really interesting to get a look into the booking strategy and how this all works and even though bill and ted is going uh, in select theaters um, on the 28th i'm not sure how many places are actually going to be showing it because some folks that i've talked to are actually boycotting showing the movie because it's also going out on video on demand and so amc which is opening on the 20th eight days before the movie comes out as of this morning, they didn't even have Face the Music listed as a coming soon movie on their website. These big chains might not be showing the movie because of the choice to put it out on video on demand. And so your best bets are probably going to be uh, drive-ins. Now, other issues that have come up with drive-ins trying to show the movie, uh, there are, I don't know if anybody's been following this, but there's been this trend in the music industry to do drive-in concerts where right. mm -hmm. they, they uh, film a concert and broadcast it to all these drive-ins. Well, these are starting to get booked up, and one of them is scheduled for the 29th, which is a Saturday, the day after the premiere. You might not think that's an issue, but the uh, distributor, Orion, isn't going to want to send the movie out to some place that's only going to show it on two nights of a three-night weekend. So they, they don't want to lose that revenue from having it out. So that could be another uh, hitch and people going out to see it live. But that's not going to be an issue at the Stardust. The Stardust <laughs> is in. They're not boycotting. They don't have a concert. And even if they do, they have two screens. So yep. uh, they're good. I've spoken to them. 
Uh, it's not officially going to be booked till the 24th, but they are all in. They're telling me 99% sure that it's going to happen. So if you come out to the Stardust on Friday the 28th, look around. If you see a white Kia with a San Dimas Today bumper sticker on it, knock on the driver's side window. I should have some bumper stickers, a few pins left. Love to hand them out. Love to meet you and, and do a wave, like a contactless uh, thing. But uh, I'm really excited, Kelly. I'm, I now, from what I've gathered, at, well, at the Stardust, it's been a while since I've, I've been back out there. Um, just so folks know, it's about 20, 30 minutes outside of Nashville. Uh, easy drive. Uh, the concession situation there, they have a concession stand. I think like one person from your group is allowed up there at a time. And you can also pay $8 to bring in your own food, which is a really good option. So, yeah, That's great. One other thing we're going to be doing, um, we're not going to have time to actually get this information out to you on the podcast, but we'll put it out via Twitter and uh, on our Facebook page. We're going to be checking out the best deals for renting the movie video on demand. We're going to check the different services to see which one's going to allow you to watch it the longest uh, for the longest amount of time. Uh, some will allow you to watch it three times within 48 hours. Some, you know, once within 24 hours, we're going to get that information out to you. So uh, you're getting the most bang for your buck. I'm going to watch this thing a million times if I can. I know. I think uh, between you and I alone, we are going to uh, account for a lot of plays. Um, I, gosh, I just can't believe we're this close to it. it it's, uh, it's so funny to me. We started this podcast a couple of years ago with, with no idea that this would ever happen. I mean, you know, we knew, we knew the script had been floating out there. It had been kicked around, but at the same time it had been kicked around for 20 years. And so there was no reason for us to think, Hey, we, let's start a podcast about Bill and Ted and they're probably going to make the third movie when we do. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, Sometimes you just have your finger on the pulse of the zeitgeist, brother. And <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Whose dreams are we going to make come true after this, you know? What's the next thing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay, yeah. I want to thank Michael Leeds, and we own this town, for producing uh, our, our podcast. Yes, Michael, you're doing an excellent job getting this thing out there safely from home. And, of course, we always want to thank Scott Bricklin and Scooby Tunes Music for letting us use Walk Away as our excellent theme song. And uh, JT, uh, these next 13 days leading up to when we watch Face the Music, uh, I just I just want everyone to be excellent to each other. And I want them to party on, too. <laughs> uh, yeah. And goodbye. <laughs> I gotta go. I can't. All right. <clears throat> Probably got about twenty minutes there, so twenty usable minutes, maybe. <laughs> maybe. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs>